Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. Welcome back to our study of the resurrection of Jesus. Having considered five pieces of evidence in favor of a resurrected Jesus, I turned my attention to the necessity of the resurrection. Many doubted the veracity of the Apostles' testimony, beginning with the sect of the Sadducees. They not only doubted a resurrected Jesus, they also doubted the concept of a resurrection. Even in the early church, there were teachers circulating among brethren claiming there never was, nor would there ever be, a resurrection from the dead. Paul declares if Christ is not risen, there is little reason to be a Christian. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the resurrection of Jesus. In particular, we've been focusing on the case made by the writers of the New Testament for the resurrection of Jesus. And much of our time together has been spent talking about what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, the reason why Paul felt it was necessary to remind the the brethren of these things is brought out in the verses that follow. We've been looking at verses 1 through 8 primarily, but beginning in verse number 12, Paul tells us why it was necessary for him to remind them of what he had been preaching before. He he says in, in verse number 11, Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. And and who he's talking about there are, are the apostles, are those who have gone out and declared this gospel message that Jesus died, he was buried, and that he was raised from the dead on the third day. And Paul has brought out how that resurrection was witnessed by over 500 brethren, including himself. And it had been witnessed by men who didn't necessarily believe in Jesus to begin with. But because he had appeared to them, they were left with no other option than to believe that Jesus was now alive, never to die again. This is what they had preached. This is what the Corinthians had believed. And Paul reminds them of how they began in the faith. And then goes on to say why he felt it was necessary to write to them. In verse number 12, He says, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? The problem is there were those in Corinth, probably false teachers, who were claiming that the resurrection of the dead was just some sort of fable. That there was no resurrection of the dead to come. And and here I think Paul is referencing the, the resurrection that all Christians anticipate that if we die and we are buried, that we have this expectation that upon Jesus' return, he will call us forth from our graves. We will be given a, a spiritual body that is fitted to last for eternity, and we will be reunited with the Lord and always be with him for eternity. This is the resurrection of the dead. And some people apparently in Corinth were denying the truthfulness of this doctrine. They were claiming there is no resurrection of the dead. This is all a fable. This is all made up. Now that might seem strange to us, but this was actually a a widespread belief even among the Jews. 
In Acts chapter 4, we find Peter and John in the temple. Peter has just healed a lame man, and this healing gives Peter an opportunity to to share the good news about Jesus once again. And, And in his speech, he spends time talking about the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Luke tells us, beginning in verse number one, Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So what bothered them? Well, it wasn't just the preaching of Jesus. It was this concept of the resurrection from the dead. Now, why would the priests and the Sadducees be unsettled by this? Well, it was because the Sadducees, this sect of the Jews, did not believe that there was a resurrection of the dead. If we go later to the 23rd chapter of Acts, we find Paul under arrest in Jerusalem, and he's been placed on trial before the Sanhedrin. Now, he had been arrested back in chapters 21 and 22, and the centurion who was in charge of Paul brought him to the council because he wanted to find out why Paul had caused this great stir. So Paul is brought to trial before the Sanhedrin, and he very astutely recognizes that there are both Pharisees and Sadducees. And so he says, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. Now this was a very shrewd move on Paul's part, because he recognized that With this mixed crowd of Pharisees and Sadducees, by bringing up the resurrection of the dead, he was going to cause a dispute. And Luke tells us that's exactly what takes place. In verse number 7 of Acts 23, Luke says, And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Ah, so the Sadducees don't believe in an angel, they don't believe in a spirit, nor do they believe in a resurrection of the dead. This is why the Sadducees were disturbed by Peter and John's teaching back in Acts chapter 4. They heard Peter and John teaching not just in the name of Jesus, but they heard them teaching about a resurrection of the dead. And this would have been reason for the Sadducees to arrest them and bring them before the Sanhedrin for trial. So this was no new idea. By the time Paul had written the epistle to the Corinthians, there were Jews who didn't believe in a resurrection of the dead. And perhaps that doctrine was causing troubles in Corinth. Now Jesus addressed this false notion in his final week prior to his crucifixion. If we go to the 22nd chapter of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, Jesus is engaged in a series of of discussions with, with various groups. And a group of Sadducees come to him in verse number 23 of Matthew 22. Matthew writes this, The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked, saying, Teacher, 
Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were with us seven brothers. The first died after he had married, and having no offspring left his wife to his brother. Likewise the second also and the third even to the seventh. Last of all the woman died also. Therefore in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. So the Sadducees paint this scenario. They don't believe in a resurrection, and they want to see if they can trip Jesus up with their question. So they present this hypothetical scenario. All right, you've got a woman who marries a man. The man dies. And by law, his brother was to marry her. Now he had seven brothers, and they all marry her, and finally she dies. And the question the Sadducees ask in the resurrection from the dead, which they don't believe in, but in that supposed resurrection of the dead, whose wife will she be? Will she be the first man's wife or the last man's wife? Jesus answers their question in verse 29. You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And I, I just want to note his first response. You're mistaken. You don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. In other words, Sadducees, this is a doctrine that you should understand. This is in the scriptures. And you're doubting not only the scriptures, you're also doubting the power of God. He goes on to say in verse number 30, For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead... Have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Jesus answers their question brilliantly. He takes them clear back to the burning bush passage where God is speaking with Moses and God describes himself as the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Jesus says, you've missed the point of that statement completely. He says, God is not the God of someone who is dead. And what he means by dead is that they're in the grave and they're never going to live again. In other words, their life has come to an end and there's nothing. And this is what a lot of people believe these days. You get to the end of your life. And that's it. There is no spirit. There is no living beyond the grave. Once you're dead, you're dead. There's no expectation of anything to come afterward. Of course, this is what a lot of atheists believe. This is also what the Sadducees believed as well. Jesus says, God would not call himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who had lived long before Moses. He would not call himself that if those men had just died with no expectation of living beyond that. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. Or in other words, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are still alive somewhere in some state. So the fact that their life has continued on in some form is evidence that there is a resurrection. This is a brilliant answer. It's a nuanced answer. It, it focuses in on a detail that is easily overlooked, and yet it's right there in the scriptures. And what Jesus' point also illustrates is, if we want evidence for a resurrection to come, 
we don't need to look just to the pages of the New Testament. We can look to the Old Testament as well. There is sufficient testimony in the, in the Old Testament that would lead us to believe in a resurrection. That's why the Pharisees accepted it. The Sadducees did not, the Pharisees did. And Jesus is verifying that the Pharisees' interpretation of Scripture is accurate on this point. They believed and taught a resurrection. Jesus says that's the right idea. So circling back now to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The reason why Paul brought the resurrection of Jesus back up to the attention of the Corinthians was that there was this teaching circulating among them that there was no resurrection of the dead. This was not unheard of in the first century. The Sadducees believed this, and perhaps Sadducee theology had begun to influence the Corinthians. What Paul goes on to say, though, in the ensuing verses, is that if there is no resurrection from the dead, Christ has not risen from the dead. And if Christ has not risen from the dead, there really is no point to the Christian faith. Thanks for listening to The Gospel Saves. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find him on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know and do His perfect will. God, I come.